0: In this episode of Man Versus Marriage, making adjustments, adjusting lots of crap in your marriage. You ever had to do that? Is that a thing? The Podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly really about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the Q, in the Moran family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Jeannie, what's up, babe? We're getting started here, guys. And uh, just to let you know, I miss Ashley so bad. (laughs) She's our producer is one of a kind, and since we have moved the family to Texas, and she remains in California, uh, a lot of these uh, basic situations are up to me. So, if the podcast is worse, not on a content level, but you know, on a production level, I got one guy to blame, and that's me. So, as we get started here, as you know, the email is genie, Jeanne, J-E-A-N-N-E, at mvsmpodcast.com. Use it. Quincy at mvsmpodcast.com. And I don't have an E, no E in Quincy, Q-U-I-N-C-Y. And also, if you find value in the podcast, go give us a rating. And please, if it's valuable, make it a rock star rating because it's uh, helping us climb in the charts. And what that does is it broadens the, uh, it broadens the, the platform for other guys to find this particular passion project that we do so with that being said this is a this this the title of the show is questionable i always do the show and then title it I, i give it my best go if you will to put the framework out there but man we've been arguing lately and it could be a product of the move it could be a product of mass change entering into the new phase of life so uh We'll just kind of try to set the table. It's going to be an open discussion, but listen through this guys, because what I want you to do is I want you to hear, I want you to hear our story and then take a step back and look at where you currently are in your relationship and see what you can draw out of this. Cause we're in the middle of it. We're not on the other side of it. We're just, we're on the middle of this thing working through these arguments and, What's interesting that Jeannie and I talked about yesterday is that we argue so little now that a little argument seems cataclysmic, or at least it does on my side, because it's like, oh crap, we're arguing this, man, what are we going to do? What's going to happen? What's going to become of us? And I just had to back myself off the ledge and say, dude, you're arguing about teenagers. That's basic marriage. Um And you you have mass change going on. Anyway, with that, uh, do you want to start and talk about whatever this is? I mean, we're going to form the discussion, so I don't...
1: No, this is all you, buddy. You said it was open discussion, so where where are we going with this?
0: Well, I'm just going to tell the story. So about five weeks ago, we moved our family to Texas. This has been six or seven months in the making. So we moved the family to Texas, and as we got here... A lot of positives. Um, you know, some of the girls um, got jobs, and what that's going to mean, they've had to go to interviews. Uh, they have to be taken back and forth. They are working on the side of life where it's time to learn to drive, to be more responsible. And I would say our girls are a couple years behind. Um, just because, and, and you know, this is, I'm not disrespecting my kids, but when you have to, in my opinion, you've got to be at a certain maturity level before you take on driving. So they're a few years behind. Um, the ages of our children, uh, 21 is the oldest. Hunter Moran is, is our oldest child. And then we have 19-year-old triplets at this point in time, headed to 20. Uh, we have a girl, another girl who just turned 18. That's our what we call our middle child, Ashlyn. Uh, She turned 18 in April. Our twins um, are 16, and our baby child, 14, headed to 15 in about a month and a half. So you you know this big thing when you were a teenager. I'm going to be 18. I'm going to be 18. When I'm 18, this and that. And, you know, we've gone through some things with one of our children, and at one point she had a countdown clock. She had this number of days until she was going to be 18, and she was, things were going to be different. Honey, uh, just a disclaimer. Hunter's watching Shark Tank in the other room, and if you're, you're a longtime listener of the show, one of the approximately 10,000 people who've listened, um, you know there's going to be background noise at our family studio. And it's autism. It so, drives
1: me insane.
0: I know. I can tell on your on your face. And you know what? It used to drive me insane, too. And it still does. But it's just life. So, we anyway, she had a countdown clock at one point. And then I sat the kids down and I said, look, I know so-and-so has a countdown clock. And other you know older child you can't wait till you're this age because you're going to take off and you're going to go spread your wings and fly we all wanted to do it i couldn't wait until i was 18 years old um so that i could roll i could go do my own thing could be my own man go out and be an adult and when you're young that's what matters because everybody tells you 18 is where it's at so with that you know i sat the kids down i said listen I respect the idea that you want to do, this is what you're going to do when you're 18, but there's something important you need to know. When you leave this house at 18, as you say you're going to do, you have to pay to live somewhere, and I'm not going to pay for that. (laughs) So you have to pay for a place to live. Um, Not only do you got to pay for a place to live, in order for the lights to work, You have to pay somebody for electricity so the lights work. And then if you want to take a shower or anything of that nature, you have to pay somebody so the water turns on.
1: And it heats up.
0: And then if you, because we had gas uh, appliances there, it's like, you know, if you want to cook and use a gas oven or, you know, want hot water, to your credit, honey, uh, you got to pay somebody So that you can have natural gas in your home. And I said, look, and then if you're hungry and you want to eat, you got to pay somebody for food. And so I went through a rough estimate. At that time, we're in California. I went through a rough estimate to say, look, here's what it's going to cost you. And I'm no longer going to support you when you leave this house with encouragement, you know, and from time to time, what we can do. But if you want to go make this thing on your own and you are set and you have, I don't know at the time, what was it? When it started, it was like 400 days.
1: Something like that. And then it whittled
0: all the way down. That's like, you know, a hundred and something days. After this conversation, things changed. They said, look, if you need to go somewhere when you live on your own, you got to have a driver's license and you have to own a car and you have to be able to pay for that car for insurance and gasoline to get somewhere otherwise you got to call uber or a taxi or you got to use your Lamborghinis, as they say oh and the
1: fun part is when you try to explain it, it's not just gas and it's not just insurance there's tires yeah there's windshield wipers there's maintenance there's oil changes there's all these things that you brakes Lord so, knows if you're my child you're
0: gonna need brakes right and and these are all the expenses that you're going to have to tackle mm mm-hmm. uh, and the fact is is that I did and mom did. We had jobs. Now, in our house, we have house rules. If you're going to get a job, there are certain requirements you have to meet when it comes to your studies, your chores, and you know how you behave. Mm-hmm. And then, so, after that discussion, it wasn't long after that that I heard less and less. And if I'm wrong, just oh no, correct right. me. I heard less and less about the days that were numbered to move out. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we didn't have any less arguments about treating me how... Treat me my age. I said, well, I'll treat you your maturity level. You want to be treated this way. So it's, you know, uh, what I think is typical teenage stuff. And look.
1: I think the argument then was she wanted to be treated her own age and she wanted more responsibility because she didn't feel like we trusted her enough. We weren't giving her enough responsibility. But then when we gave her more responsibility, when she talked to others about it, it was like, oh, my gosh, I'm the only one doing this and I'm the only one doing that. And. It's all on me. And I'm thinking,
0: no, it's um, not.
1: That, that's humorous. I mean, I'll give you credit. It's a good joke, but
0: no. So, with that, you know, that changed. And then the immediate move out, it changed. I mean, when reality hits you or you really take some time to digest it, we've all had to go through that scenario. Now, turning 18, is it a big deal? Apparently, it is a big deal. Um, it was to me. What can you do in America? Uh, Now, I mean, you can sign up for the military, you can register to vote, you can go to jail for punching somebody in the face now (laughs) because you're an adult, but what, where, what is the actual adulthood mean? What is it, you're now legally liable and responsible for things you weren't before? Mm Mm-hmm. But to me in in our country, maybe around the world as well, and it's you know possibly part of the fault as, as us as this generation's parents, kids seem to be maturing less less, <laughs> and it's taking longer now i I think we could probably go all the way back even to the time when we were teenagers, you know our our parents had to mature very fast, yeah, but I was still a part of that crowd that was like, I have to get my driver's license I have to get a job i have to do these things and i was able to do it thankfully and my we were dirt freaking poor at my dad's house we just were and my mom wasn't made of money either fortunately i was able to get my permit get my driver's license and uh my dad was able to provide me with a car so i did the driving back and forth to school i got a job i kept the job etc so did I have to pay my dad rent? No. Did I have to pay him for food? No. But it, I was doing the things that I was supposed to do with my schoolwork, work, uh, with my studies. Not great at, at all. I I figured out too late, you know, like halfway through my my junior year. It's like, oh crap, I better try. <laughs> <laughs> and then I try, and then I started trying, and I did pretty well. Not an intellect by any means. So, you know, you fast forward now. You're 18, and you start to get those. You start getting pushback. Well, I'm 18. I this. I'm 18. I'm that. And the girls get jobs, and they have to be driven there, and they have to come back. And, you know, when they were early on back in California, it's like, so your mother's taking her time and our fuel to drive you to work. Um, how much money out of this money you're making are you giving her? Well, I'm not. It's, it's like it's only a few minutes like what? I I I'm, I'm not giving mom any money. It's like it's her time. It's our fuel. We're driving you so you can make money.
1: I get thanks mom and I get you want to go to Dutch brothers? I'll buy you a drink.
0: What it's it's like children of mine. I have raised you to be courteous and to consi- just have consideration if you are putting a burden on somebody else. Um so it's like you both, and it was met with a lot of resistance. You both are going to start giving your mother something for taking her time, because it may seem like fifteen. Just it's just fifteen minutes, but actually that's a thirty-minute trip. Do it twice a day. That's an hour.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And our, our, we got a big family. Not their fault. We got a big vehicle to house everybody. Not their fault. But it is the situation. So that's what it's going to be. And so now, you know, um, they're doing some babysitting. And I told them, I said, even though you're doing some babysitting to help mom, there will be a financial obligation that you're going to pitch in when it comes to the gas money. Because we're looking at, in short order, we could have five kids with jobs. And that's why I'm just not even sure that the younger ones should get a job yet because we don't even know what that schedule is going to look like.
1: I think with the younger ones, I want to let them – try it because we're still in summertime we still got it about a month and a half well yeah about five or six weeks left i guess so i want to let them try and see what it feels like to work four or five hours and then look at now how does it feel when you're going to school all day and then you're working four or five hours can you handle it if they can't that's got to be their decision at one point unless we see that it's like really a major issue and they're just fighting it and they're not they're not wanting to back down then you and I will need to step in but I mean I was 16 I worked a job four hours a day three days four days a week and I went to school I'm and not- I was at school at 6 30 in the morning so it's not like it's not doable and I don't want to cut them off if they want to try it now the reason the little ones are doing it is very, very different. The motives behind what they're doing, um, just in, in conversations I've had with several of the kids, the older ones want to make money, get out on their own, go do their own thing. Um, which you is know, good. Which is great. The little ones recognize what we gave up to get out here. And the little ones, especially our baby, it's like, but I want to do something to help. You're, you're doing this for me and you're taking me here and you're doing all these things. And, and we know it costs money. So if I work a job and I make my own money, I could buy some of my own clothes or if I make my own money and you know, they want to go to a concert or they want to go to a party or they want to buy Christmas presents. They don't want to be a burden to us, which they're not. Yeah. And, and I've explicitly explained that's not how you and I feel about the situation. But there's a part of me that's proud of them that this is their reason behind it. The two and the twins are talking about, you know, we're juniors this year. One wants to go to nursing school right out of high school and start her program. And she's like, that's going to cost money. And she's looking into financial aid and these different things. She's like, but I'm going to have to have a car. She says, I want to live at home while I go to school, but I'm going to need to work. I'm going to need a car. I need to pay for school. I don't want to be buried under loans. Like, she's already planning her future two years ahead, and a lot of that, I think, is because she's watching the older three right now, and she's like, no, I'm not going to be, you know, working three or four hours and calling that my my life now. Well,
0: just to, I just want to clarify, I have zero concern that it'll be too much for the kids working.
1: No, it'll be a pain in the ass for me because I got to drive.
0: My concern is <laughs> for you.
1: But on the, at the same time, though, those three, like the others, are doing their driving classes right now. They're trying to get their license. Um, you know, the three of them will be going to sports together, which is a good thing. Um, we'll figure it out. If if I can't make it work, then that's the way it'll be. It'll have to wait till they can drive and they have their own access to a vehicle to get to and from. But right now I don't
0: well know. and I, and I agree with you in 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 all of this i my concern is it being overburdensome for you and you being overwhelmed. i like you, I was at school early, I played sports after sports, I went to work, and then I'd get home at ten o'clock at night, and that's i mean if there's a time to do it, it's when you're young, yeah, so I'm all about pedal to the metal the thing that we're trying to navigate is we're in that part of life where the it's this phase that we're going into and so i want them to be able to go full speed and do whatever it is they're going to do we you and i um are are having to figure out how to make adjustments here and we're going to get to the argument you know when it comes down to it so one of our daughters, uh, she scored a, a, a full time. She scored a job, and she's in training, so it's a few hours a day. Anyway, they run the schedule on an app. She has three or four different locations during training that she goes to, and so you know it's like, okay, well, I want to be picked up at this time. Well, I'm at the gym. I'm ten minutes away. Go pick it up, or go pick her up. The the thing for me is I like to fight for as much time as I can to be home um, when I'm working. And I'm trying to narrow that down. Anyway, I go there and it's like, oh, I'm not off. Or I'm sitting there and it's like, okay, five, five minutes, that's fine. I'm going to wait for you five minutes. It's, you know, uh, when does anybody ever get, do I ever get off work on time? No. And that's something I, you know, that's on me. So it's like five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, but at least if you're going to be later, at least a little text to say, Hey, dad, I'll be there. I'll be out in a minute. So I started running, you know, all right, it's five minutes. You owe me one Dutch Brothers. You get to 10 minutes. You owe me two Dutch Brothers now because you're making me wait. 15 minutes. All right, you're at three Dutch Brothers. And then it's half funny, half not. But then it's like, well, this ain't my fault. Um, I told mom. And then child is blaming parent and dad is getting upset because my time is sitting there being wasted when I could be at home with everybody else. Um, I have a couple of girls with me, so we're spending time together, but I'm not with you, not with Hunter, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, okay, look, mom said this, you say this, and then that creates an argument amongst three people because, you know, Maybe I'm a little frustrated with Jeannie if it's her fault. Maybe I'm frustrated with Ashlyn. They're frustrated with each other. They get frustrated at me for being frustrated. And it's just a cycle of frustration.
1: Well, and I think a lot of it, too, was her nonchalance about stuff. Like, it doesn't matter where the fault lies. The fact is, I'm sorry. It's simple enough. I mean, you took up our time. You didn't acknowledge... If there was a change in the schedule, you could have at least apologized that there was, you know, I didn't know. This is what happened. Sorry about it. There was never that kind of acknowledgement. And that, I think, is what infuriates me the most. Blaming me is BS. I have nothing to do with the app that schedules your time. However, I am connected to the app with her sign-in. So any changes she gets, anything that happens with work, I know about it. They tell me. It never changed. It never changed. Well, it changed when I got there. Okay, great. Call me. Yeah. Text
0: me. Tell me something. It goes back to that consideration piece. Now, there are three of the kids that are very considerate. There are another three uh, kids, the other three kids... Are extremely inconsiderate at times and then can get offended when you charge them about their lack of consideration I'm probably in a lot of cases excessively considerate not always to my family I'm saying in the business world um, because I'm such an agreeable person believe that or not Um, so there's got to be a balance there and the only way you can in my opinion the only way you can teach balance is for there to be consequences so Fast forward, Jeannie is running all over Texas, you know, for kids and, kids and school and ABC and one, two, three. And she's like, hey, will you get it? Our daughter, when you're out, she gets off at this time. Yeah. How far away is it? It's like nine minutes from the gym. Perfect. Um, so I kind of work fast to get through my sets so I can be there on time uh, to pick her up. And I'm sitting there and it's like, okay, here we go again. One Dutch brother. Because I think at that point it was like ten minutes, you know. So I said, Okay, well I'll start at ten minutes. And it's like and she calls me and she's like, Hey, um, I don't I don't it's like six ten. She's like, I don't get off until no, it's like seven. She's like, I don't get off till seven forty five. I'm like, What? She said, Yeah. I told mom, I said, Mom said you she sent me the picture. She said you got off at 630. six thirty. Six
1: six thirty.
0: No, it was like yeah, six forty five she mm-hmm. was supposed to get off. She's like, No. I was like and you know, I know she's on the phone at work, so I don't want to keep her longer. And she's like, I get off at seven seven forty five and at this point it's ten after seven. And I'm like, Ah, this is stupid. Cause I get crotchety and like, okay, fine. It's mom's fault or whatever I said. And she hung up and I text Jeannie a horrible text, but it said, you know, I could go read the text, whatever. It said, uh, she's not off work yet. I'm done. And then I bailed out. So I'm driving away. Cause it's like, if you can't get your crap straight child, figure your, figure your life out. Cause this ain't that hard to tell me when you get off work um, or to tell mom the part that irritated me is that the part that irritated me the most is she's throwing you under the bus again. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm driving home. I see some text come up, but I'm driving and there's like, there's road construction. I'm like, I I'm, I'm just not going to worry about the text right now. I didn't answer them. I didn't really make it clear that I was coming home. So I got home and, it was supposed to be a really great, exciting evening.
1: Oh, it was exciting.
0: I don't know if that's the word. Anyway, so I get home, and G's like, you left? I said, yeah, I left her there, you know, and whatever. And, and we started we started having words. And I'm like, you girls need to figure this crap out. Like, get on the same page of the freaking schedule. Otherwise, I'm here to help. I, it, that's what it was. It was something like, I'm here to help. Now, you know, I'm,
1: I'm here to help. And now I'm the one being screwed.
0: Something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something eloquent like that. I'm done, Mm -hmm. which means I'm done. So I drive home. I don't have the daughter. Jeannie finds out I don't have the daughter. She's mad. I'm already fired up. And I tell you, you girls need to get this crap. Get it figured out. I'm happy to help. Just figure out what time to get off work. It's not too much to ask, in my opinion. And then Jeannie's pissed. She's like, oh, fine. Well, it'll just all be on me. I think that's when I said, you know, you girls need to get this crap figured out. And I don't know what word. I remember the F word because that's what severely pissed me off.
1: Because I was telling you it was not me. It was the effing app that is wrong or the daughter. But I was getting thrown under the bus on both sides because she's blaming me. It's got to be my fault, even though, according to her, it changed. It never changed in the app. I checked it repeatedly, even when you were coming home. It never changed. So if it changed at work, the person she should have called should have been me. I agree. To let me know, hey, this is what happened. Can you let dad know? Because then that gives me an opportunity to say, okay, you can come home. I can go take care of this. Or do you want to hang out and wait? We have an open discussion that needs to happen at that point. Or you have a
0: little extra time at the gym so you can continue to work.
1: That's my point. Yeah. But without telling me and then shoving me under the bus and then you're pissed at me because you don't know which one of us is really wrong in this situation. Oh, trust me. I, I
0: have a very, very distinct opinion about who screwed this up.
1: I understand that. But what you text me... And then followed by, I'm done. That's where the F word came very prevalent. Very, very prevalent in my mind because I was pissed.
0: Well, you know how I feel. That's like, why I, I
1: didn't say it at you. I said yeah. it about the app.
0: And that's where that, that is. That's what I had to just pump the brakes and get <laughs> some distinction there. Because I, I about came off the rails. I know. I really came close to coming off the rails. And, I, and so you used it for effect.
1: I use it because I was
0: pissed. For effect.
1: No, I'm not trying to piss you off. I use the effort when you're not around all the time.
0: I'm not happy that. I just about don't that, use it I when know. you're
1: near because you don't like it. But I was pissed. My issue was I didn't know you were coming home. I texted you four times. You didn't respond. So I didn't know you were coming home. Okay. At this point, I've already had a drink in my system because I thought you were picking her up. I'm making dinner. we're gonna that was the plan you were supposed to pick her up, and bring her home. I'd have dinner ready by about seven, seven fifteen. We were all gonna sit down and relax. I had already started my relax part of the evening, and then this all came up. It's like, well, shit, okay. never mind, you're home, I grab my keys, take off. I'm not drunk. I'm not you know, it's nothing like that. It was a drink. it's nothing that's gonna hurt anybody. but it was still the fact that had I known you were coming home, I never would have touched the glass. I would have waited.
0: And there there was I mean, we get to go back and look at it and say, Oh well, if I just if you just, if we just there's all kinds of things that went wrong in breaking down of our communication and it's because we were both emotionally charged about the situation. Mm-hmm. And therein lies the problem because that that particular argument like sets the tone. We don't we don't deal with it. We don't talk about it we just keep moving along and then the next argument shows up and we're already we're already primed for battle and then comes you know that argument about with the same child about another situation in the family when it comes to going to church and you don't have to because I'm I'm a firm believer I'm going to back up here in a second I'm a firm believer that Though you are the hashtag eighteen year old adult if you're not doing adult things, you don't get all the adult privileges that's an earned deal unless you want to take off and go be an adult that's where I stand that's another episode about parenting and how we differ, <laughs> which will be great <laughs> with that being said there you know the the issue and i might I might have lost track on where I was going, but that the problem is is that we didn't follow our own advice clear the air get to the understanding to say okay what's really going on here and try to squash it and just smooth it over or you know really reconcile it to move forward we didn't why i don't know maybe because there there are times where you know you're mad, you know it's not going to help anything for being mad, but you just choose to stay mad because you want to be mad. And I, I came up with a few things that I was going to cordially tell you when you got home, because of the F word, um, that were not pleasant, because I was roasting at that point. I think we have a pretty clear we have a pretty clear understanding the both of us, on what words you do not like me to say to or at you, you're pretty clear on what I don't like. And it was like, line crossed. Okay, let me pick which line I'm about to cross uh, because I'm going to retaliate because I'm mad. Fortunately, I was able to say, this is really just stupid. So you're not. And I didn't. And uh, it's good because it would have just caused further argument. Because I was mad. But we let it linger. Why do we let it linger? No clue. No good answer from either one of us. So at that point, is it like, are we just choosing to be angry with each other and not reconcile it?
1: No. You know, I didn't stay mad about it. I really didn't. I wasn't mad at you. I was pissed at her. And I made that very clear the next day. Because I had to take her to work again.
0: I remembered where I was going now. So, um, I did choose to stay angry for a little bit. I don't like that about myself. But I'm admitting it. I did. Because I wanted to have my say. But my say wasn't going to... Because, honestly, I wasn't even... I wasn't mad at you at all. When I told... When I said... You girls need to get this crap straight. It's like, we have a saying at work. You're only as good as the information that gets put in. That's it. Leaves a lot of room to fail if you don't have the right information. Two for two, this girl was, on screwing this up. And two for two, throwing you under the bus. So, I should have just taken that step back. In the future, if you're texting and I'm not responding, please call. If I'm being a turd, it's not like I'm going to ignore your call. Um, But that that was my fault. I saw a text come through. I saw something come through from her. I saw something come through from somebody else. See,
1: and she hadn't texted me. All that time that you guys were having that text conversation and and you two were going back and forth and you and I were going back and forth, she did not text me.
0: No, that was – she called me on the phone.
1: Yeah, I got nothing until I picked her up.
0: Yeah, well – My frustration was obviously not aimed, and I could have absolutely handled it better. The thing is, is that there comes a point, I think, with with where we are now, that there has to be a hard consequence. So a positive, I think a positive will come out of the situation. I just could have handled it better uh, by communicating more effectively on your side to say, hey, I'm leaving her tail here. Of course, if you would have said, well... You know, here's the situation. I said, oh, "Fine, I'm going back, but I'm going, I'm going to illustrate in a very cordial way how this will be the last time until she gets her crap straight." So now we have a different plan, which is uh, you can give me the full understanding of the plan because as long as as long as the information's good, I'll go pick her up. I have it's totally. I can't fine. guarantee
1: the if the information's good. That's the problem.
0: Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Now it's like okay you're going to communicate to us via your your schedule when you're when you work we're going to get you there if something changes you're going to text us right away to let us know because it's the courteous thing to do it's having consideration
1: well she did yesterday she let me know that because she's supposed to be off at 4:45 she called me at like five after four and said she was going to stay until about five because she was going to have them show her how to tear down and clean up and whatnot. And she said, so she would be done around five o'clock. I said, okay, I'll be there by five. I said, but you better be out in my car because I need to be on the road headed home before 515. I've got plans tonight. You know, we had somewhere we were supposed to be. And at 502, I was on the road. I had just left the house and I get a phone call. Well, where are you?
0: Yeah, very very interesting. <laughs> in, I'm like in taking the other...
1: my sweet ass time to get to you right now because the other, I am. I, that's the part that pisses me off. It's like it's okay to screw my time. Mm-hmm. It is okay to screw your time. But God forbid, you should make a child wait. Or tell a child no. Can't do it. Sorry. No, right now she's got a. <laughs> I'm having fun with this one in my head but because she's got a team like a, a work thing where they're all going to a game and you put your name in the work's buying the tickets they're all going to go and I said okay well um, who are you carpooling with? what do you mean? well in order for you to go to that game it's a 35 minute drive for me number one number two I have to pay parking I can't just drop you off outside the stadium and let you walk four blocks to get in it by yourself. I don't feel comfortable doing that. So I have to pay 35 bucks to take my monstrous vehicle in to drop you off the door and turn around and go home. No, that's not happening. And then I got to drive 35 minutes back to come home. And when the game is done... You expect me to drive another 35 minutes to get you and 35 minutes back, which is going to be about 11 o'clock at night. No, 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 I'm not doing this. I said, so you better figure out, you know, are you going to carpool or what are you going to do? Well, I could pay for the parking. That's not my point. That's two hours out of my time on a night that we have things to do and I have to be up at the ash crack of dawn the next day to get your sister to practice. No, I'm not doing this. Now, on the flip side of this, this is also a game we were considering going to with our family. The difference is, if we go as a family, then she could go and meet up with her friends, sure. But we don't even know if we're going yet. We don't know what your work schedule is. So none of that's in the plans yet. And if we go as a family, we don't stay for the whole game because it's a work night. We got to be up for practice the next morning. She's got to be on the track at 645 in the morning. This other one is like, well, if you're going to go anyway, that's if a really big if, and if I do, who's picking up the other two from work? Like, see, this is the things you're not considering. It's not just you. Mm -hmm. I'm driving all over hell and creation. I've got nine other people in my life, including myself, that I have things to do for. You know, it's difficult when they don't grasp or care. Like yesterday when she was asking me, we were going shopping and, you know, we had family over, we had something we were going to do. I had to create my schedule based on time management, fuel efficiency, and where do I need to be for the people that I'm responsible for today? Mm -hmm. So I ended up asked out of a family event because... I had to drop her off at work. I need to go grocery shopping, so I took two with me, and we went to the nearest grocery store to where I had to drop her off. Then we turned around, and I had to drive back around town to come pick up the third one from work, get us all home, unload the car, unpack everything, get ready, turn around, and go pick her up from work to get back home so that we could turn around and go out to dinner to celebrate your brother's birthday. But the only one who noticed any of that was you. No one else noticed that I missed his party. No one else noticed that I was doing grocery shopping in between or that I was in a different area than we normally go shopping. Nobody noticed any of that stuff. Because it's just stuff that I do, I guess. <clears throat> and she had no, no thought whatsoever about my time. Like when we talked about gas, well, all the babysitting I'm doing is is going towards gas money. I was like, no, that's not what we agreed to. Your babysitting is kind of replacing my time, not my gas. Mm -hmm. My time is what you're taking care of because you're taking away, if I'm driving back and forth 30 minutes to get you to work, that's an hour out of my day that I can't do things that I need to be doing for myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Or it's things that I need to be doing for the rest of the family. So you babysitting for an hour so I can have an hour to go do something, that's replenishing my time. She doesn't see that as being an equal exchange.
0: Yeah, and she won't until she starts driving and it's her time.
1: Oh, and then it's like, well, we need cars. So now she's sending me all these text messages on used cars to buy and vehicles we're going to need. And I'm sitting here going... I'm not looking for a new car, but
0: thanks. Well, I think, I don't know whether to chalk it up to a parenting fail, because we, is it a parenting fail, or is it just
1: a stubborn child?
0: Is it just a human being? Um, And I'm happy to take responsibility if it's a parenting fail, but I believe I have really rigidly taught the family about consideration, and we've gone through it, you know, audibly but now it's really the practical side of things and saying this it's like here's here's what i see has has worked this is what's come out of it it's uh you lead with grace okay you screwed up we all screw up it's it's this you're still blaming the wrong person
1: well you're not apologizing common common courtesy i don't care business world family world daily living if someone in your path has been hurt wronged or something was misconstrued or or misunderstood it is the common courtesy thing to say you know what i apologize be it your fault or not if they screwed up the app if they screwed up her time or her her schedule granted that's not her fault but it is your fault for not communicating so common courtesy we've taught all of them this just acknowledge.
0: Yeah. If you make a mistake, own it and, Move on. and do your best to do better next time. So with that, it's like uh, phase one is grace. Okay, you owe me this. No, it's not my fault. It's mom's fault. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. We, we established that maybe mom made a mistake on the first one. The second time, it was a hard pass, obviously. Caused a rift between you and I, which it should never have done. But it did. And... Contributing factors. I started it. I started the riff because I said I'm done and I expected that to communicate that I'm done, which means I'm coming home. That was crappy communication. That is my fault. And it, I saw text come through, didn't answer them. It was my decision not to answer them. Um, so that was wrong of me there. There's two strikes against me. But what it did um, is it, it created a hard level stop and consequence. Because apparently y'all had a discussion on the way home that. The The next
1: time this happens, you're going to Uber your ass home is basically the conversation because I'm not going to be held responsible. And I'm not going to allow you to cause an argument between me and your dad because you refuse to communicate properly. Correct. And let us know when things change.
0: So what has come of that is now is she did come home. She texted me and she came home and apologized. Sorry, pal. I'll I'll do better and get it right. So that did happen.
1: But see, she apologized to you, and uh, I'm the one that got run over by the bus. How, d- how does that work out? I don't understand. I
0: don't know. But what I do know is the next thing that happened is that the next time she got a schedule change, she communicated. So, Grace, hard line consequence, clearly defined if this happens again, this is what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And that's facilitated change. So therein lies the learning experience for us. There's a lot of crap that went wrong with the communication side of things, just between you and I. Yeah. Because we don't we don't need but we're we're like spread really thin right now, which is not an excuse. It's we're getting our legs here in this new mm-hmm. land, new job. A lot of new stuff is going on. And we probably, I didn't give enough grace just for that.
1: Well, and I don't think that we're getting enough time, just the two of us, to talk through everything. You know, we're not getting our, we did get our date night and that's thats great. But I think right now, because there's so many moving parts and so much new, you know, like just taking you out the other day, I automatically assumed you knew how to get Hannah to work. And I don't know why I thought that. I I'm thinking in my head that you drive around all the time in your sales truck, because where we were before, if you were working in Lancaster, you were driving around Lancaster in your work truck. If you were in Ridgecrest, you know everywhere you go. In it was just one of those things. And well, this is where we are. You should know this. And it didn't click until you were like, babe, which way am I turning? I'm like, can I go over here and miss the train? Like, how do we? it dawned on me? I'm like, holy crap. I've been driving this place for five weeks straight, Mm kind of getting my bearings. You've been driving 30 minutes away (laughs) and then some and getting your bearings there. Yeah. So it just.
0: And we're purposely not using the GPS so that we find our way.
1: Well, I'm using it, but I'm pissing it off because I'm not listening to it. I'm just using it so that if I have. I'm learning which streets will get me there and which streets won't. But I'm driving on my own just because I want to see if I got on this road, am I going up to Oklahoma or am I actually going to like be able to turn right and go home?
0: So then what I should say is I'm, per- I purposely did not use the GPS so we could find our way. Oh yeah, no. You know, and so, I mean, what, what the heck can we draw out of this? You know, and I hear, I hear, you know, a few things that will help us. Um, one of them, we got, we got there really crappy, but it has, it, it has effectively changed the situation. Mm -hmm. and that situation is going to be better. And not to say that if it happens again in the next, you know, month, it's going to be like, okay, well, this is it. The plane crashed. It's all over. I'm not saying that. But But it
1: did set a good example for the other two also because they're starting jobs now too, and I've asked both of them, what's your schedule? Well, I start at this time. Okay, great. What time will we pick you up? Well, I don't know. Okay, so here's the deal. When you get to work, You have until the end of that shift to find out what the rest of your week looks like for me. Or at least the days that are on the schedule with a start and a stop. Because if I don't know where I need to be, when I need to be there, you're going to be calling somebody else to come pick you up. I I can't be in 10 places at one time.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. And so I see that, but really, um, even when we're not going out, we've got to pick... Day It's going to have to be a different day every week just until I get my travel schedule done. Where we have to we've got to come back up here. We've got to get away yeah. and have our date and communication night, um, even if it's Sunday. I know generally if we're not podcasting, we do money, but that's not the good day to have <laughs> the schedule discussion because <laughs> no. we got to ha- we have to have that family and logistics check in, which we've been talking about doing, but we haven't done. So I'm. I gotta. I've got to mark that down because we've got to. I'm a. I'm a. Let's remove all the excuses, kind of guy, and that's like, let's get that part there so that we're synced up. Not that either one of us is going to remember everything, but at least we are engaging in the discussion. So, it's what we talk. Um, Coffee
1: talks without the ratings.
0: Yeah. So Coffee Talks has got to happen. And then um, fully articulating to everyone, like a sit-down, just a 15-minute sit-down to say, okay, here's what happened. Here's what went wrong. Here's how it got made better. And this is everybody's expectation as we go forward. One of our daughters, it's like, oh, great, you got hired. How much money do you make in an hour? I don't know. <laughs> what? How many hours a week are you gonna work? I don't I know. Don't. It's like you're the one that had a job already. How do you not? How do you not know this stuff? So,
1: My favorite. like I say, when do you open and close? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. Well, um, those are kind of important things to know. If they're telling you to be there at nine and they don't open until ten. I would double check that. Is someone going to be there at nine o'clock? Are you sure? Like these are little things. Yeah. You know, when is payday? I don't know. When does the schedule come out? I don't know. Uh, how many hours a week are you
0: working? I don't know. Yeah. So that, <laughs> I mean, those are, well, I don't I know. Playing. I mean, we've, we taught, we had that conversation over and over and over again. Now the, the last job, it didn't matter what she was making. It was through the school. She was just making Well, work.
1: and her schedule was maintained through the school. They, yeah. I had to fill out a contract that said she's allowed to work these days, these hours, myself. Yeah. Because they, it's a parent-teacher-based program. And I didn't want her working during the week when she had homework. But now she can work, you know, whatever. And I'm over here going, maybe whatever was not the best plan. Maybe we should have given everybody, like... From this time to this time, mom can take you guys to and from work. But from this time to this time, I can't be.
0: Well, it's my opinion that as kids grow up and they become young adults, there's a certain part of their life where they have to feel the pain. Mm. It's growing pains, period. That's why I told you it's like if it were me and you get off at, at six, but I'm somewhere else, you're staying at work until 6 30 or you can spend 15 bucks with uber and get your tail home
1: well that's what we did yesterday i had to pick hannah up and i was running late and i just told her um i'm running behind stay inside watch the window when i get there i'll text you yeah and we did she was i was 15 minutes late picking her up because i had to drive through and get drinks because i wanted a drink and then um when we got there you know i had a drink for her and she no problem but as long as The communication is there, be it them or me. I don't have a problem with it. My problem is when you don't communicate and then you want to look at me like I'm stupid. And it's my fault or, you know, why didn't I show up on time? And I'm thinking.
0: What the hell are you talking about, (laughs) boo? Anyway, that we didn't even get. I mean, this thing is running long. We're about 52 minutes. We didn't even get to the major blowout that we had. World well, Journey Part a, 2. Which was a passionate discussion, uh, and a disagreement, lots of words, nothing disrespectful in my opinion. But, man, we really, we it's the first time we've had a, a nice let's get in an argument and get get our thoughts out on the table type deal. It's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time. I don't even know if we need to get into it, but we did get into this part, and I feel better talking out loud about it and seeing, like, here where we need to up our game so we get some consistency, some certainty, and some stability. Um, Fully articulating what consideration is, which we if we're going to learn from our mistakes and the other kids are going to learn from the other kids' mistakes, which nothing – it's it's like you can't be perfect anyway. But in order for them to grow, even for our other daughter that got a job first and for her to grow – We just have to be open and communicate about it and say, this is the expectation. You're either going to meet this, try to renegotiate it, or you're going to be on your own with it, and that's going to be that, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the, the, the kids that are under 18, since 18 is this defining number, their situation is different. The, the kids that are 18 now, which all the kids are on a, not all of them, but the majority of the kids are on a path to independence that that's what we're preparing them for but the kids that are 18 and 19 their path to independence is now you're out of the classroom and now you're out doing stuff that's the direction this has to go because being living with me when you're 25 29 30 something um, working four hours a day, five, five days a week. That's not your future. (laughs) It's not, if it is, it's going to come at a heavy price. Uh, Um, And I'm not just talking financially, but I I mean, you know, with our family dynamics, I know they want to get out and get some independence, get their own space. We all wanted that. Um, But that's why, and that's another thing that I talked to her about. It's like, okay, if you're if you're going to work, you're not going to go to college. We're going to talk about your plan and...
1: Your exit plan.
0: Becoming independent and what that's going to look like. Uh, not now, but over the course of the next couple of years, because you can't just remain comfortable. There's no incentive for you to better yourself if I'm making you comfortable. And so that... You know, that discussion has to come up, too. There's
1: no reprieve in my grocery bill, either.
0: No, there will be. (laughs) There will be. Anyway, that's this episode. Making adjustments, arguments, parenting, and change in your marriage. It's the story about it all. I hope you found something valuable. I know for Jeannie and I, it was great uh, getting able to talk about it. At least I I feel a little bit lighter um, just getting the discussion going and We're doing what we promised you. We're gonna we're gonna put ourselves out there, and (laughs) we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, therapy (laughs) on the mic. That's it for this episode of Man vs. Marriage. She is Jeannie Moran. I am Quincy Moran, and this is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.